Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Crime rates are up here in Detroit, and that's true across the country as well. And the question on the minds of many is, what is going on here? There are a number of different factors that drive crime. By the time someone commits a crime, there's a number of failed systems that has caused that to happen. As it normally is with crime and the way to deal with it, there's no easy answer, but solutions, they remain a must. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Detroit has long had an issue with crime and often ranks in the top five when it comes to most violent cities across the country. This past weekend, brutality reared its ugly head again. Here is WWJ Morning anchor Jonathan Carlson. A violent weekend in Detroit as police investigate two shootings, one involving a shootout with officers, the second sending two innocent bystanders to the hospital. Why is this happening? WWJ reporter Ryan Marshall went to Detroit to see what the residents thought. He and I spoke in between his live radio reports, and he says it got him thinking about music. When you had asked me to talk to you, I thought about, there's a song, we're all familiar with Tupac, and Tupac had a song called Chase. And he often talked about real life in his music. And so there was a lyric in, in that song that he says, I have never done a crime I didn't have to do. And it hit me differently because it was like, wow, you know, do I want to be going out here robbing the corner store for some diapers and a bottle of soda and some chips because, you know, I need it or am I just doing it just to be doing it? And that's true for a lot of people. And you think about that now and maybe people are committing crimes out of frustration. Maybe they're committing crimes because they have to. I love Tupac so much. And you said changes. You thought, how am I going to make money selling crack to the kid? You made it in a yeah, sleazy absolutely. way, right? But that's hey, the way it is. Hey, I got to get paid. Gas prices are at all-time highs. Inflation is as painful as it's been in a generation, and the wage gap is still very real. There was one gentleman that was like, I think this is financial related. What is the cause of this rising crime? I mean, is it because people feel they need to because everything is going up so high? Gas is high. Cost of just milk. And just everyday things are just high, buying cars, buying clothes, buying, you know, houses. While there are more jobs, there are still a lot of people that, you know, are underemployed. It is the word underemployed. So they're not making as much money. And that's crazy. So, you know, if you're not making that kind of money, some things have to happen, you know. And unfortunately, people are turning to crime. So then it's the combination of all of that that makes crime just go up.
But the problems are more complicated than just financial struggle. In fact, this past Friday, Detroit Police Chief James White was at the White House to talk about using Federal American Rescue Plan dollars to help reduce crime in the city and beyond. There has to be community services, community programming, mental health support, and a number of other different programs. Police chiefs, police departments have to be innovative. You cannot arrest your way out of crime. So we, we're not going to simply arrest our last person and solve the problem. We have to do a lot of work. So I'll be talking about those types of investments, community support, which we've been able to do with our ceasefire Detroit and provide those community programming, because I think that's super important. Mental health is super important. Engaging the courts at a high level is super important, and certainly supporting police officers and making sure that they're properly trained in some of the areas that we've talked about today. When situations get desperate, we're taught to call the police, which, you know, for the most part, it makes sense. They maintain public safety, right? But that doesn't always mean they're the best equipped to handle the situation. Oftentimes when police go to those calls and someone has a mental health problem, the police officer may not be trained in how to what we call de-escalate the situation. People who have mental health problems are often triggered in ways that when they get frightened, they're acting in a way that is self-protective, but looks very aggressive to others. So when police officers go to calls where there's a person with a mental health problem, often they act in the ways that they've been trained. Well, when someone is triggered by that and they have a mental health problem, they may not respond in the way that the police officer is expecting they may escalate their behavior. So instead, we talk about what are the tools that officers need when responding to those type of calls. That right there, that is the voice of Dr. Cheryl Kubiak. She is the dean of the School of Social Work and the director of the Center for Behavioral Health and Justice at Wayne State University. Dr. Kubiak tells me that officers need specialized training to help them deal with those who are having a mental health crisis. We talk about what are the tools that officers need when responding to those type of calls. That can be training and how to de-escalate, how to go to someone and not appear threatening, how to go to someone and talk with them in a way that decreases their behavior rather than escalates their behavior. Those are things that we teach social workers, not things we teach police officers. So we talk about how do we cross-train, how do we create different types of response models. The 988 system that's coming in will have more people who are trained to answer those public welfare calls. That 988 system that the doctor mentioned is a nationwide number that by this July will be in effect across the country. If somebody is having an issue, they or somebody else may call 988 for mental health crises and suicide prevention. That would be instead of calling 911. What kind of training do officers need? We talked about specialized training to deal with people having a mental health crisis. Earlier, Dr. Kubiak mentioned officers are not trained as social workers. So she says the training actually starts with those social workers. On the social work side of it, we haven't always trained our social workers to work with law enforcement or to work doing crisis response. And so we've got to do a better job at that end so that we can create more partnerships. There also has to be places for people. You can't expect a law enforcement or a crisis response unit to pick up someone who's having a mental health crisis 
and have no place for them to go because there's no psychiatric beds or there's not a crisis center. Sometimes law enforcement, when they respond to these calls, the only options that they have are to take someone to an acute care hospital emergency room where the person may have to sit there for hours with the law enforcement officer or to bring them to jail because they need to get back out there on the road. So to use these dollars that are available now to build up the community infrastructure so that we have choices and we can divert mental health crisis to appropriate avenues. That's not to say some of this isn't already happening in Detroit. Chief White is a state-licensed mental health counselor, too, after all. He says some of those American Rescue Plan dollars will not only help in mental health training, but it will also put more officers on the street. It's enabled us to do a number of different things. Put officers in high areas of crime where we are looking at uh, statistically gun violence being higher in those areas than in other areas in our city. But in addition, it's to provide our officers with state-of-the-art training, being able to develop training protocols based on best practices and use our training facility and bring it up to standards that are necessary in this day and age in law enforcement, making sure that our officers are best equipped to deal with the programming and the issues that we're seeing in our community. One of the most exciting programs that we have is our crisis intervention training and our crisis intervention cars. That crisis intervention of which the chief speaks is exactly what Dr. Kubiak was talking about. She stressed that it's about the right person responding to the situation. It's not about just having a response, but having the correct response. There is a third piece to this puzzle, crime rates in the city. There are people that are struggling, whether it's financial or mentally. They are struggling, no doubt. But as you listen to both Ryan and Chief White, some of this has to do with the system itself. There are those that feel totally powerless over their own lives. Some of it, especially with black men, is systemic. So there's deep-seated hurt that a lot of these black men are minimized either in their jobs or in society. They don't have the things that they want to be able to support their families. You know, they feel like they don't have a voice. And the only way that they have a voice is to put a pistol in somebody's face and say, hey, man, give me a You know, it makes them feel powerful when, you know, they're really powerless inside. There's the intersection of crime with mental illness. And then we certainly recognize that we have a literacy problem in our country. And so there are a number of different factors that drive crime. By the time someone commits a crime, there's a number of failed systems that has caused that to happen. When there's the loss of hope and despair, you know, systemic issues, and that obviously has a lot to do with it, too. The issue with all the things we've discussed is that it will take time to see widespread and long-lasting changes. But the impact of crime right now continues to be very real. My grandfather had all of these really simple sayings that, as I've become an adult, make a ton of sense. He often said, you have to have the right tool for the job. Nothing will ever get fixed if you don't. Well, it turns out that not only Grandpa was right, but it holds true in policing as well. Thank you so much to my colleague, WWJ reporter Ryan Marshall. He and his reporting were a big help in this podcast. Also, thanks to Dr. Cheryl Kubiak from Wayne State for speaking with me. If you are curious about what's happening in Detroit and beyond when it comes to crime and more, I insist you go to WWJNewsRadio.com right now. You're covered 24-7. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.